Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, the podcast devoted to all things spirituality and self-improvement. I am so glad you're here with us today because we have a very special guest. Today we have with us Miss Karen Chong, and she is here to talk to us about quantum jumping and also timeline jumping, but she is an international transformational speaker, writer, and champion for self-empowerment. So I am so delighted that she's here today to talk to us because I know like a teeny, teeny, tiny bit about quantum jumping, but basically just enough to be dangerous. So she's an expert (laughs) in this and she's here with us today to help us out. So thank you so much for being here today, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. I think the name of your podcast is... Well, awesome, actually. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I'm very, very fascinated by the topic of quantum jumping and timeline jumping. Some people refer to it as timeline shifting. And Mm -hmm. there are probably a lot of people out there at home who really don't know much about it, or maybe they're like me. They've heard of it, but not Mm -hmm. exactly sure what it is. So I'm so glad you're here today to explain that to us. But before we get started... Um, tell us what, a little bit about yourself, like what it is that you do um, in helping people and in enhancing their lives. Yeah. So that sounds like it's a simple question, but yet it's a big one. So what I do is I work on what I call the frequency level or spirit level to release your unconscious blocks that keep you from realizing your true essence and for being able to live at your fullest potential. So that's what I do. And what I mean by frequency level is, you know, a lot of us will believe that the spirit and the physical world are separate, but they're the same, they're mirrors of each other. So from my perspective, everything is vibrating. So if you think about water, when water is steam, the molecules are vibrating really fast. And then when that vibrational level slows down, it becomes liquid. And when that vibrational level slows down some more, it becomes solid or ice. So to me, everything is vibrating and the rate of vibration determines what that thing is. So if you take that idea of the water vibrating at different levels and extrapolate it exponentially, you have the all that is, the divine, oneness, whatever you want to call that very highly resonating consciousness, from which everything comes into which everything returns and that is vibrating at a very high rate and in order to have something other than the oneness there needs to be a drop in vibration or frequency or what we call individuation and then frequencies are created and when that vibrational level slows down it becomes energy that we talk a lot about these days and when that vibrational level slows down some more it becomes physical form or matter or what your life looks like so When I say I work at the level of frequencies or spirit level, I work at the level at which things originate. So we always think that, you know, in our physical world, we do do something and it affects something at the spirit level. It's actually the opposite. What exists at spirit level comes first and then your physical life reorganizes around it. So if you can change things at the frequency level, at that level, before before it even becomes energy, Like I said, the physical form will reorganize very quickly around it, which is really amazing. So that's what I do in a kind of nutshell. (laughs) 
that was a very good explanation um, kind of summarized for us um, as to what you do. And I think that it is really, really important for people to understand how our thoughts and our energy really do create the reality around us that we see. And so you're here today to talk about timeline jumping or quantum jumping, which mm -hmm. if there are people out there who are maybe sitting there and thinking, what's she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> How would you explain to someone in mm -hmm. a way that anybody can understand what is quantum jumping and timeline jumping? Sure. So I'm going to suggest something first. So the ability to timeline jump and quantum leap depends on your vibrational level. Okay, so I'll state that first. The higher your vibration, the more you can do it. Okay. That said, quantum leaping means to be able to shift your consciousness into different dimensional orders or consciousness levels at will. What is a consciousness level or dimensional order? It's simply a rate of vibration. The higher the rate of vibration, it totally changes the experience. So what do I mean by that? So for example, at this current consciousness level, in this dimensional order, we have a lot of heavy, dark stuff. You know, we have scarcity and greed and fear and oppression. And you know, there's a lot of heavy stuff out there, anger, all that stuff. Okay. But that's at this dimensional order, this consciousness level, which vibrates pretty low. When you shift up into consciousness level or consciousness levels and you quantum jump, the experience at those, those consciousness levels shifts. So meaning at the next consciousness level, those heavier experiences of like fear and scarcity and oppression and abuse, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, don't exist. They can't because they're too heavy in vibration. They can't exist at that level of consciousness. Okay. What does that mean? It means that at that consciousness level, we have a greater sense of awareness of experience of ourselves as part of the oneness. So that changes everything in how we choose to be with people, how we choose to behave, what we choose to say, because we recognize that what we do not only impacts the other, but also impacts us because we're part of the one. So that's just an example of how it's different at different consciousness levels. So to quantum leap means to be resonating or vibrating high enough that you can shift your consciousness into different levels of dimensional order or consciousness. So that's quantum leaping. Timeline jumping or timeline shifting, as you called it, is different because that has to do with time. Okay, so backing up a little bit. So in the field of infinite possibilities, okay, which exists, everything is there, okay? So meaning you have all these different timelines that you could possibly occupy. So you are choosing what timeline you occupy by the choices you make and the vibration or the resonance that you are. So what does that mean? So I think everybody has had this experience in their life where 
you know that you've made a choice that was a yes or a no that changed the course of your life, right? It could have been a small thing like, yes, I'm going to choose to see this particular friend this day. No, I'm not going to answer that email, whatever. It seemed in the moment like a small thing potentially, but then it sort of spiraled and all of a sudden you're on a different trajectory, right? Because you made a yes or no choice in that moment. Mm-hmm. When you make those yes or no choices, you're actually shifting your timelines. Why? Remember that there's the infinite field of possibilities and you have free will as a being. So you are choosing which timeline you want to experience. Now, in the movies, it's always very dramatic. You know, like if you ever um, watch those movies like like Sliding Doors with Gwyneth Paltrow or like the butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher, you know what I mean? Like something very dramatic happens, right? And they choose yes or no, and then their partner is dead or not dead, or, you know, like some tremendously dramatic thing happens in the ripple effect of their choices because they're experiencing different timelines. In the field of possibilities, it's infinite. So yes, those dramatic timelines exist, but they're usually more nuanced. You know what I mean? Like maybe the sister isn't dead in one timeline. She's alive, but instead of being like cold and distant, she's like warmer and more inviting. So just to give you an idea of what this means. Okay. So I had a client who came in, uh, who phoned in for a session. Okay. And for context, um, this is a woman who had never done anything with frequency work before didn't know me. I didn't know her. And she is uh, a a young woman who's a white woman. And her relationship with her mom is kind of like a love-hate relationship. They're close, but her mom is often critical of her, is kind of controlling. So her partner at the time is African-American. And her mother basically hates this and doesn't want her daughter dating someone black. Okay. So her daughter has this IFC with me or session with me. And we work on something totally unrelated, completely unrelated. And she writes in the next day to customer service saying, oh my God, I don't know what just happened. Something totally bizarre and unexpected happened last night. So, I got a phone call from my mom, which is weird in itself because I usually call her. And in this conversation, it's like she's very loving and she's very encouraging. She's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of what you've done with your life and the choices you've made. You've been so courageous. And my client said she literally took the phone away from her ear and checked it to see if the number was her mother. Cause she's like, this is not possible. And then her mom proceeds to say, I'm so happy that you have your partner because he's so supportive of you. He allows you the freedom that you've never had before, et cetera, et cetera. So my client hangs the phone and is kind of like in shock. And is like, what happened? Like, this is a totally different person. Yes, because she shifted timelines. Because in the session, what happened was 
her resonance or her vibration jumped okay, hugely. So the timeline that she experiences is different. And in that timeline, her mom is different. Her mom's more supportive, more encouraging, more open, accepts her partner. It's just a different version of her mom because she's in a different timeline. So what dictates what timeline you get to experience has to do with both the choices you make and how high your vibration is. Your vibration is like a lock in a key. It opens higher resonating or higher vibrating possibilities, by which I mean happier, more fun, more abundant, like better relationships, etc. So that is something that you can totally shift in terms of having different kinds of opportunities or different synchronicities. Synchronicities are amazing because when they come in and you make that yes, no, that also shifts the timeline that you get to experience. And those synchronicities, I mean, you, you know this, Melissa, right? The synchronicities accelerate and come in in a way that you couldn't have anticipated as your vibration rises. So that's what timeline jumping is. It's being able to experience a different version of your life, your relationships, of everything, basically, because you've made a shift in your vibration and also with your free will. Okay. So now my next question, now that we know what mm -hmm. it is and what you can experience with it, how do you begin to raise your vibration or create better choices? Kind of what it sounds like you're also saying, like with your free will, how do you mm -hmm. start doing that in your everyday life so that you can start to experience? Because I know that everybody out there has that one toxic family member or they have the job or the relationship or something they're experiencing that's not bringing them total fulfillment is they're not happy with <laughs> and yeah. I'm sure everyone out there's going how do i get out of that so yeah. how do you in your everyday life begin to raise your vibration so that you can start making better choices and start experiencing those higher timelines mm -hmm. so uh, the fastest way that I know how to do that is through frequency work, okay? It's to release what I call distortion patterns or often unconscious blocks that keep you stuck, right? That exist at spirit level. So it could be something like um, you have this persistent problem relationship and it's always like this thing where you have challenge with holding boundaries and you don't feel worthy, for example, okay? So once you start to release your distortion patterns, then everything starts to shift really fast. Because from my perspective anyway, distortion patterns are like this huge ball of duct tape. So when you come into embodiment, from my perspective, you're like this huge sphere of pure source energy okay, that's vibrating at a very unique rate. And that rate of vibration is what makes you you and me me. It's individuation. So that sphere, which is awesome and bright, drops into embodiment. So it drops in vibration. And then all of these, what look like layers and 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 layers of duct tape form around the sphere. So there's nothing wrong with the sphere, okay? It's still pure source energy vibrating at its unique rate. But what happens is it gets really, really heavy because of all the duct tape and it forgets 
that it's got pure source energy all around it in all directions because the duct tape is in the way. So your distortion patterns are like the duct tape. And the distortion patterns come from things like your lineage. Okay, so meaning what your ancestors experienced. And the field of epigenetics is starting to prove that what your ancestors experienced very much influences how your DNA expresses and the choices you get to make. So science is starting to catch up with spirit. So what your lineage experiences, you experience. Okay, so if, I don't know, eight generations ago, you don't even know it, but there was this huge amount of famine, you're gonna have a lot of scarcity and likely some food issues, okay? Things like this. You have distortion patterns from religions, from cultures, from past lives. All of these things cause the layers and layers and layers and layers of duct tape. And what's awesome about this particular time, even though it looks like things are going to hell in a handbasket, right? is that consciousness is now high enough right, that people like myself can work at this level, at the frequency level, to release the layers of duct tape. And when you do that, you, as the sphere of pure source energy, start to like the freedom of it. You know what I mean? It's like, wait a minute, things just got lighter here and your vibration starts to go up because it's not like the sphere is like, yeah, duct tape, this is awesome. You know what I mean? It's, it's heavy. It doesn't feel very good. It feels like stuckness. So when you start to release these distortion patterns, you start to jump really fast in terms of our vibration level. So it's one way to do it. There are other ways to do that as well. To me, that's, I've tried a whole number of modalities, like many of us who explore in this world. And to me, this is the fastest way. You can also do things like go out into nature, right? And connect with the earth and uh, be with animals because that will pull you into the present moment of time. And then if you throw something like gratitude in there, which is a higher vibrating resonance, you'll start to feel better, right? So if you notice at the beach, when people are walking around in the sand with their feet in the water, no one's just super cranky at the beach, you know? <laughs> Mostly when people leave, they're pretty happy, okay? Because that, that's being in the present moment of time of nature. So things like that can help you to start to vibrate higher. So um, the other thing that you can do if you ask about making better choices. So what will often happen with us is that we can be presented with a choice and intuitively you feel like I totally need to go with this choice. And then what happens? Your mind kicks in. You're like, no, nope, bad choice for all these reasons. This is why it sucks for you. But you're like, I just feel like I should do this. Right. And then all your friends say you're crazy or whatever happens. And then you don't do the thing. All right. What's wonderful about doing frequency work is you start to gain spaciousness from your thoughts, from your emotions. So you're like, okay, those are my thoughts. Those are my emotions. They're just an indication of a pattern of fear. All right. Just because I'm having it and it feels really real to me, it's not necessarily true, right? It's just my thoughts, my emotions. They're not really me. So What's great is once you have that space, you start to make better choices based 
on your intuitive knowingness, like your gut, like this feels right to me. I can't explain to you why. It probably makes no sense. It might be totally crazy, but those are the choices that open up something totally different and new that you probably wouldn't have imagined. And you look back and you're like, oh my God, thank God I made that decision. So that's how I would do it. Yeah, I, I really think the examples of getting out in nature, like that's a really great idea and something so easy for people to do, especially now, because for most of us, the weather is pretty nice still. <laughs> people can get outside and go into nature. Um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have a, an issue. I think many people have an issue with trusting their intuition. Totally. And I think that that does definitely cause us to make choices that maybe we didn't necessarily want to make, mm -hmm. keep us from making the choices that we wanted to make, in other words. So how do you start learning to trust that intuition more and more? Yeah. So you'll notice that I'm always talking about distortion because to me, it always comes down to that. So if you can release the distortion pattern of self-doubt, that is huge because there's part of you that knows, but it's kind of quiet. And then your mind is so loud, right? It will like talk away at you, tell you all the reasons that you're nuts, that you shouldn't do it. Like, and then, and then the more you're kind of in it, the more muddled it becomes, you know, for most people, they're like, they're thinking about it too much. Right. And then as you think about it, it gets heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier. And you move away from that knowingness that you had. Right. And then you don't do it. Okay. So I would say to release, release the patterns of self-doubt. And then something that I found really useful is to have a little journal or something on your phone. Okay. Where you have an intuitive knowingness and you either voice record it or you write it. And then watch what happens. Okay, it's not to beat yourself up, but to record it in that moment when you have the knowingness that is clear without the blah, 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 blah of your mind and the, whatever your friend tells you in that moment, what you felt was true. And then watch which, what happens. And it's kind of like you'll start to notice that, hey, wait a minute, I was right this time. I was right this time. I was right. You just start to see it in writing because you can't really dispute that, right? It's, and the important thing is to do it in the moment before you start like thinking about it too much. And so for people who have a lot of challenge with self-doubt, that's what I encourage them to do. So as they're releasing the distortion patterns of self-doubt, as they start to, you know, this is a brief form of journaling, record this of themselves. They're like, okay, I've been right like 10 times in a row and I haven't followed it. I think this time I'm going to go on a limb and just do it and then see what happens. The other thing is that people have a lot of um, the distortion pattern of fear of loss, meaning fear of looking dumb, fear of lo losing something, fear, you know what I mean? They don't want to seem like that crazy person. Because if someone asks you, why are you doing something based on intuition? And you say, I don't know. I just feel like I need to. Most people will think you're crazy town. They're like, okay, whatever, not a logical, valid reason. <laughs> Until you become that person who always seems to have that knowingness. 
and people start to come to you because they're like, um, so you've been right a lot. And do you think you can help me? <laughs> because they start to trust your intuition. We just have to trust ourselves first. So, yeah. Yeah, I like the proof there because I think not enough people take chances or risks on following their intuition. So mm -hmm. they just think, well, I don't know. I don't know what I should do or I don't. And they do know what to do. It's just they don't they don't listen or take yeah. action on that first. And we're all like, I know I'm guilty of that myself, too, sometimes. But mm -hmm. um, I like the idea of just trying it. And just seeing what happens, because if you're wrong, you know, okay, well, I might have wasted a little time or whatever. Mm -hmm. More, I think more often than not, someone's going to find that they, they're right if they truly are. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. And the thing also is we have such a fear that we'll be wrong. And we forget that we're very highly adaptable. Okay something doesn't go right or how you planned it let's just say you have been in situations before that seemed like they were problematic or insurmountable or something hard and yet you figured your way out of it you can do it you have adapted before and we forget that right we're so afraid of making that wrong choice that we just don't do it and we forget that you have the inner strength the inner ability the resourcefulness to move your way through it. And the wonderful thing is if you make that choice and you start to like strengthen that muscle of trusting yourself in terms of not only making the choice, but adapting to it, you start to have this viewpoint of like, well, maybe what happens to me that looks like a challenge or looks bad isn't that terrible. Because if you look at your life, some of the worst moments in your life have been a turning point into something better. And if you hadn't had the horrible thing that happened, you wouldn't have surrendered, looked for something new, met a person, taken that course, done something radically different that changed the course of your life. So even though we're so afraid of the challenge and the difficulty and making a wrong decision, it is often those challenges that present those incredible life-changing moments where we grow and we get to experience something altogether different than if we just stayed in our little comfort zone track. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of times for me, whenever I approach something and it scares me a little bit, then I know it's something I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly. Me too. And the more nervous I get, I'm like, oh man, I totally have to do this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Me forward. I have to do it. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just learned just like you did, like that fear, at first you're afraid of it right? That fear, you're like, oh my God, that's terrible. I don't want that. And then you start to realize like, oh, it's something big that's coming, like a change that's coming that on some level I've asked for, but me and my little ego mind, human nature, I'm like, oh my God, I don't think I can handle it. But you have to realize you wouldn't be given it if you couldn't handle it. 
You know, your higher self is here to help you along. You know, and so even though, like you said, it can feel scary, and I'm just like you. You know, I have these moments where you're like totally terrified, <laughs> and you take a breath and you do it anyway. And the funny thing in our culture is that, you know, everyone talks about being confident, as if it makes you fearless. To me, true confidence doesn't make you fearless. It just makes you more okay with your fear, meaning that you do it anyway. I mean, you can be terrified and still do it, right? And that, to me, is more what confidence is. It's just like you have confidence that you will adapt to whatever the thingy is, however the outcome shows up, because you just will. So, yeah, I think it takes a little bit of a shift in perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've always believed in that expression, just do it afraid, because you're never going to yeah. be completely ready or have everything you need. <laughs> if we waited, you know, perfection is not not really a thing. And if you waited for all of those things to fall into place, you just wouldn't do it because you just keep yeah. waiting and waiting. And waiting so. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Well, I love that. And I love your explanation of quantum jumping and timeline shifting, because that makes it so much easier to understand, I think, for everybody out there. And I want to thank you for being here with us today. And I know that you also have some free gifts for our audience. Yeah. So if you want to release some of these distortion patterns that I've been talking about to raise your vibration, to be able to experience different life experiences. Well, first, I'll just mention that I also have a podcast. We have over 200 episodes. And at the end of every episode, there's what I call a group frequency calibration meditation, which is frequency work for free. So on any topic, if you want to start releasing your distortion patterns, you just have to listen. So you could listen to it when you're cleaning the house, walking the dog, making dinner, picking up the kids from school, whatever. Um, and also the two free gifts that you mentioned. One is that I gave an online workshop on how to quiet your mind, why it happens, how to quiet your mind, and then a GFC meditation to help you to do that. Because right now, there's so much to be stressed about. I think people really have a challenge with mind chatter, and we don't want it. It's there and it's loud. So that is there to help you if you like it. It's free. And then I also have a um, ebook and audiobook on creation manifestation, why it fails and what to do about it. Plus my most requested 15 minute morning meditation to help you start your day in the highest frequency resonance possible. will total shift what your day looks like, who comes in and all that good stuff. The value is 55 bucks, but for your listeners, if they use the coupon awesome, they will get it for free. Now, that is actually awesome. Thank you so much for giving my audience those wonderful gifts. That is such an amazing benefit for them to be able to have a meditation to start their day out every day and to help quiet the mind. Everybody needs that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go listen to that right now. <laughs> yeah. So we will have that in the show notes. And if people want to follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? Sure. So you can uh, go onto YouTube or Instagram under Spherical Luminosity. And our website is also sphericalluminosity.com. Perfect. And we will have that, those addresses, those links, and the links to the free gifts in the show notes. 
Thank you so much for being here with us today, Karen. This was such an amazing conversation. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Melissa. It was super fun to be here. I want to thank you all for being here with us too. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And as always, the best compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with those you think might benefit. If you join us on Patreon, you can see the video of this interview, and there is a link in the show notes to get a free seven-day trial. And if after seven days you like it, stay with us. If not, cancel. There's no obligation to you. I also go live in my Patreon group every week to do a card reading, so you can join us for that as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful and amazing week. As always, I am sending you so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.